in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Top 10 Show. I am John Roca. Uh, I am Matt Nost, and um, I don't know about you, but the weather's nice today. It's low yeah. 70s. It's a beautiful day. The Most of the rest of the country is suffering through some form of uh, winter, and mm-hmm. well, we don't have to do that here. God bless. <laughs> Although I do miss it, I will say. I mean, seeing some of the um, clips from the uh, news sure. people that are out there, it's nice to see the snow. It is. I, I rarely get snow in California, so I miss it a little bit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's nice. The weather's been nice. Although it was yeah. a, cl- a cloudy last week for a majority of the week, now it's kind of – you sense that we're making that turn uh, into the hotter days of summer here in California. Um, You know what's fun? So. Mm-hmm. I, I miss the snow too, but as we've talked about before, it's the who doesn't love the snow coming down. It's the snow that sits there for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It sucks. But the best is if you ever happen to, I know you don't do it, you don't ski, yeah. but any kind of mountain town, if you're there for a decent amount of time, yeah. when it snows, it puts everybody in a good mood. Really? Oh, because well, it just means the mountain is open, will attract more people. It only yeah. helps. So we're going to have more tourists in here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. You know, it's, so it, every, it's like, ah, it's an inconvenience. You got to drive over here, but yay, fresh snow. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, in the city, like I'm, I miss it. Who doesn't miss it? I miss seasons right. on some level, but <laughs> at the same time, it's 74 degrees outside right now. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. People don't know this, but like, maybe some people don't live in California. Like there are areas, maybe an hour outside of Los Angeles where it's covered in snow, where it's got snow year round oh. almost, you know, and you can go uh, skiing or as Matt said, skiing or whatever you want to do out there. So there are plenty of towns in the, uh, you know, the high, about an hour, two hours outside of Los Angeles where it's snow almost all year round. Yeah. After last week's massive rain. Oh, yeah. All you got to do is get over to the five and you look out to the mountain range behind Glendale, Burbank, all that jazz. Yeah. There's snow across the peaks over there. Yeah. So you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like that's right there. But yet today here at 68 degrees or whatever it was last week. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, you got it. You got it all a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. There are downsides. You got to deal with some other bullshit. Trade-offs true. in life. It's true. I walked out the other day and there was hail on the car. There was. And oh. I just took a picture of it because I was like, this is awesome. This is, I've never seen hail. I didn't think I'd get hail in Southern California, rather. I rarely see it. So I saw it in oh. San Diego. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is great. This is, I mean, to put it in perspective, this is how rare thunderstorms are in Southern California. Thunderstorm, where you hear, you feel, you know what I mean? Something you used to get, I'm sure, in the East Coast. Uh, and I got in the Midwest, mm-hmm. big thundering, massive booming. That shit doesn't happen here. We get rain occasionally, but we don't get thunderstorms. Right. The first one I experienced, I've been living right. in San Diego for like a year and a half. And mm. me and my buddy, he was from Texas and it had been years living in Southern California since he had felt like, well, you feel it. It shakes the windows yeah. and shit. Yeah. So we were, yeah, we, it was like three in the morning. We're drunk and we just took our drinks and we went out and stood in the rain and just felt Cause it had been, it was like, I, it was calming. Yeah. It's like uh, hearing crickets, you know, I don't hear crickets in LA. 
Yeah. If yeah. you're out in nature, something you just hear crickets in the middle of the summer, you're like, oh, that's kind of, you know, it's, it's nice. Yeah. I love, I, I love it when it's like that. I love when it's overcast. I love when it rains. Like uh, last week when, when it was happening, um, while Lindley was, uh, she went to go take care of um, uh, her sister's dog for a few day for a few hours. I just opened the the sliding glass door in the living room. Mm-hmm. We have the canopy above it, and just listen to the rain. Hell yeah! So none of the water would come inside. I could just listen to the rain out yeah. in the backyard, and it was so sweet. It was so nice. I just I was like so peaceful, man. She hates the rain, but I love it. Love it to death, man. Yeah, we got a couple of drainage issues at our house. They- oh. We'll be fixed up and slowly, but surely it's kind of one of those things. Um, mm-hmm. So I love the rain, but then it does make me sit there and go like, oh, the water's going to puddle over there. <laughs> <laughs> you just feel so old and you're like, ah, and then ah. I have to deal there. Preemptively, I had to do a couple things to try and mitigate <laughs> the water standing in the area. And just like, ah, oh, mother. <laughs> Like, ah, yeah, just like, uh, this is basically adulthood is worrying. Yeah. Yes. That's all it is. is yeah, it is. It's a lot it. of worrying. It's a, you know, I can only imagine having kids on top of that. Oh, no, no. We're not <laughs> yeah. That. We worrying about the life of another human being at all times, 24 seven. That's draining. No, thanks. No, the, no offense. Yeah. To anybody does have kids. Much respect. No, no, no oh, not at all. Too not much. At all. Yeah. I hope they're worth it. Yes. I just agreed <laughs> because this is already hard enough without it. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. I know it's got its rewards. Uh, <laughs> at least I've heard. Yeah, I've heard. exactly. But every parent I know, there are days when they want to throttle their kids. Yeah, true. Like, I can only think of, think of how looking back, how big a dick you were. Like, oh, remember oh when I, I remember when I was seven oh. and I threw a tantrum for no reason. I couldn't figure out why I was doing it. I was just right. mad. So it's, ah, and you're like, can you imagine dealing with that? Uh, I, I don't specifically remember. I'm just saying, if you took the time to think about it, be like, oh, what about, or if my parents brought up, do you remember the time you did that? I wanted to fucking kill you for that. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, I forgot about that. I feel like nothing makes you appreciate your parents more than becoming a parent and yeah. realizing, Jesus, how did you ever? Or at least an adult. Just yeah. like, Man, how did you, how did you deal with? Oh yeah. Dude, when I was super little for like, a, I don't know, a, a couple months or something. Mm-hmm. When I was really young, I have no memory yeah. of this, and my memory goes back. I got some as early as four or five. Wow. Yeah, so it's pretty good. But my mom yeah. was like, after you learn to walk, you used to go down to the fridge and get food and put it under your bed. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. if I, get I, don't, I don't have any any recollection. She said I took a side of beef out, or not beef, <laughs> pardon me, of bacon. And I had that just fully wrapped under my bed. And oh. I had, that's the one I remember. And there was a couple other examples. And I was like, I have, I'm not saying she wanted to throttle me for that, but it's all kinds of stuff you do as a kid that you have no real, your brain is firing. So, so many synapses. Well, it's smart. Cause you go, look, if I get hungry in the middle of the night, I don't want to get up and walk down all those stairs. I'll Edward. just reach under the bed. True. It's How perfect. did you know that I was in the attic? That's where my bedroom was. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm sorry. For me, our bedroom was upstairs. Oh. So the refrigerator was downstairs. And so that's what we would have to do is go downstairs to get the food and then come back up to go back to our room. Oh, yeah. I just yeah. assumed as much. My bad. Yeah. Maybe the no, I was in a. Yeah. They, they carpeted <laughs> and threw up some really crappy, like vinyl, fake wood paneling. <laughs> and my brother and I had rooms up in the attic. I loved it. It was great. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, it was just these old, these narrow, tiny little stairs that went up, and we had the attic and this 
Like it was made for kids. It wasn't tall enough right, in certain right. areas and whatnot. It just this sloped roof and eh, it worked. Wow, wow. There was a floor on it. Is that what you, there was a floor in the attic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like the those like you see in uh, Christmas vacation where he's up there like falling through the hole. Well, I mean, every floor looks like that. Oh, I see, I see. Right. So yeah, those are just joists. I mean, there's there's different flooring for a ceiling, obviously, right, slightly, right. but that that style that you're seeing where studs are laid out every so often, that's every yeah. floor. Oh, okay. All right. So I didn't I mean I didn't know that. Right. Then, but no, right. it was a regular, like there was wood on it. It was an old, old, old house. <laughs> uh it's when I lived in West Virginia. I think that's when it was either there in Maryland, but uh right, right. house was like a hundred and some odd years old. Wow. Wow. Uh, I'm sure you lived in Virginia around a ton of houses that were 100, 200, 250 years old. I don't know. Around them, yes. I, I, ours, I don't think, was because we had moved yeah. once because we lived in a townhouse. Sure. In uh, Falls Church. And then when we moved out to a house in Dale City, Virginia, it was a it was still a up and coming development. So it was still new. And so I think the houses weren't that old because I remember okay. my dad bought the house for $46,000 in 1979. Um, and now so, it's worth, oh, I'm just going to guess, yeah. 455 Yeah, something like that, 455 I mean, if we got it, if I was able to, if my mom and my brother ever moved out uh, and we had some, you know, so we could use some of them, I would absolutely get that thing fully remodeled mm-hmm. and totally yeah. sell it. Totally, yeah, exactly. It would make so much money. It would make so much yeah. money. Hire, hire some guys, come yeah. in. Because it's paid off. The house is paid off. Yeah. Yeah. Invest in a couple of things that are just modern, like update the countertops, new appliances. Yes. All of it. Yeah. All that shit. Mostly cosmetic. The bones of the house are still good to go. Yeah. But my mom's a bit of a hoarder. So so is my brother. So that would be the situation there. I was watching Hoarders the other day. I I don't watch that show. It's not my show. It gives me anxiety. It frustrates the piss out of me Mm -hmm. because I know my mom, my brother are like that. So but Lindley happened to be watching it, and I sat down, and this woman had three houses in Florida, just floor to ceiling, multiple levels, every room full of shit. Three houses. Two yeah. people were two, two houses weren't even full of anybody living in them. They just were houses that she had, and they came and tried to like because she was on the she was violating the code or whatever, and okay. they were they were charging her two hundred and fifty dollars or five hundred dollars a day for all the shit per house that she had not gotten rid of in the backyard, inside the house. It was madness to watch. And they had those 1-800-GET-JUNK trunks, uh, trucks, nine of those trucks for one house, and they barely made a dent in what what she had in there. Dude. I mean, you recently moved. Think how much of a truck you filled up and you don't have near that that much shit. So nine trucks sounds like a lot, but it's just like, dude, it, it was packed to the rafters. Yeah. Yeah, there's not, it's not even. I moved half my shit in my fucking Prius on two trips. The other stuff was moved with uh, Lindley's other stuff in the in the in the one moving mm-hmm. truck. You know, I like to keep it because 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 of my brother, and my sister. I'm like I cut cut cut, oh, yeah, cut, yeah, yeah. cut all the time, dude. Because it drives me nuts to hold on to shit. It drives me insane. So. I know. I, I, I agree. Once you get used to it, just cutting and just like I'm sorry, I'm moving. I'm moving on. I've moved enough times. Yeah. This sucks. I never look at it. I never use it. It just right. takes up space in a box sitting somewhere and I don't fucking need it. Yeah. It hurts to give up, but it's just like, eh. oh, Do well. I really need to drag around these mementos yeah. so that I can look at it when I'm 80 years old one time and remember. No, I just, I'll, you know, but I some people, they, 
operate the other way. Yeah. Just can't True. live without yeah. these things all have, you know, sentimental value to me. Yeah. It's almost like a blanket. They almost, it's almost like a blanket, yeah. like this huge blanket that they're putting around themselves. So it was a wild to, to watch that on the show. I, ah, yeah, I've seen a couple of those and it's kind of one of those, uh, I get it, but I can understand if it's your thing, it's meat and potatoes for you. It's, you know, yeah, it knows what it is and it delivers it quite well. It's just not my <laughs> cup of tea. Yeah. Either is mine. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I tried watching, oh man, your honor. I'm two episodes into that. And that, Oh, the Cranston one. Yeah. 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 What do you think? I'm sure it's good. It's the first TV show that I can, after two episodes, I literally was like, I don't think I can take this. Wow. Well, uh, you mean like, cause it's not good or cause the, what they're dealing with is what they're good. dealing with emotionally. Oh. It's a war on like five fronts. Wow. Okay. Yeah, for Cranston and just like, oh my God, there's nothing, man. Your whole this whole season is going to be struggle, and I don't, I don't know. It's so defeating. It's like every single character is destroyed right. in this movie. Every yeah. single one. You're like, oh Jesus. Wow. Yeah, and there's one pivotal thing that happened. And you're just like, oh, there's, oh man. Wow. I know. So I saw the trailer. It looked interesting, uh, but if you're saying. I, I heard four or five fronts. Yeah. You know, let me think about it. One, two, potentially there, three. Yeah. He's got four, four to five different things that he's dealing with. Right. Uh, and then he just compounded and added some more at the end of the last episode. And you're like, all right, man. <laughs> just a masochist, apparently. I understand what you're doing, but Jesus. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, but I, it's, I know, I'm sure if you stick with it, the payoff is probably going to be worth it. Yeah, yeah. Did <sighs> you guys finish uh, Miss Scarlet and the Duke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Lindley was like, not. It was. It wasn't her favorite, but I enjoyed it. I liked. I liked the lead um, girl, yeah, the, the lead actress, and the girl from Peaky Blinders, uh, and the dude was good. I thought it was good for what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not quite a Sherlock. Yeah, right, right. More of an everyday type of thing. Uh, yeah, there's something there. Yeah, we've jumped and, onto the second season of The Bay. That's come back on BritBox. Loving that. If you haven't oh, seen The Bay, it's nah. damn good. Yeah, it's a good British British one to watch. No, nah, tried Resident Alien. It's all right. Mm. You know, yeah. let's stick with it for a little while. Tudyk's great. You know, it's, it's yeah. the whole reason I tuned in. Is he funny? Is he good on the show? Is the show? Oh, so is the show good or is it kind of not good? But he's good. It's he has firm control of his character. Okay, okay. There's a lot, a ton of actors I've never seen before playing the other parts. Oh, and I can't tell how good some of them are because a couple characters are one note, but it's been one episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and it's you know, it's not going to be too too deep. Right. There's some lighter hearted comedic moments but right. i don't know there's there could be something there okay all right all right I, I, i'm struggling to find new tv right now so <laughs> so it's it's fine i'll give it a i'll give it a whirl for a little while yeah yeah i don't know i don't know what we're gonna do yeah, i mean we're, we're back on the law and order train like if we if we don't we're not in the mood for anything we'll just jump back on to law yeah. and order. we're in uh, season 16 right now um and then that new one's coming with miss christopher maloney as well law and order something that's about him coming back to tackle organized crime with uh, Dylan McDermott. Yeah, I don't. There you go. 
I've watched a lot of them and I stopped years ago. It's like yeah. the Simpsons. I'm I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I can go back and watch random Simpsons, but I don't search it out anymore. I've seen them so many times. Right, right. Uh, I hear you. Yeah, we'll find something. I don't think Law and Order. Yeah, I don't. It's probably not here. Well, no, I, I mean, I I liked it a lot back in the day, but I once again, I I watched like six, seven seasons of that shit yeah. overall. Yeah. I don't. And you're on sixteen, and it's nowhere. <laughs> the end is not in sight, is it? It's Especially about four seasons away. The end, I think. I think. Uh, but uh, it's a season. The reason we're watching is because we hadn't seen these two seasons. Like uh, separately in our lives, we had not yeah. seen these two seasons. Mostly because at the time it was um, Fred Thompson who takes over as the head DA uh-huh. guy, and I wasn't always the biggest fan of him taking over the the spot. So I didn't, I didn't watch it years ago, and neither did she. So we're just working our way through the seasons where he's in charge. He's actually damn good. Yeah. I guess when you're older, you can understand that there's a good political battle that can happen between people who are a little more liberal and people who are a little more conservative. It's actually good to see conversations that happen, and then yeah. a resolution is found at the end. And I appreciate that now. As I'm older, you know. Okay. Yeah. Because I like the way it does things. It's a hell of a pickle you're in there, Tom. Well, I mean, uh, maybe, yeah, if you dig it, then maybe the Merlonia one will be good for you. There's always SVU, if you didn't watch those. I never watched those. I didn't like SVU, man. I'm not an iced tea guy. I actually can't act, man. No offense. It's him and Belzer, isn't it? Yeah. I don't mind Belzer because I like Belzer and Homicide, but iced tea. It's the same and everything. Yeah, he is. Right. Belzer's the same in everything. There the is same. no range to Belzer. No. He's very much Belzer. <laughs> hey, babe. Okay. Where are your fucking shades? And I'm not I'm not slagging on Belzer. No, no. To say the guy has range is a stretch, right. or at least he's never been offered a project that's really shown his range. Yeah. Let's put it that right. way. That's a fair point. But Ice-T uh, just overdoes everything. Man, I don't know what's going on here with this crime. And you're uh, just like, that is not acting, man. <laughs> it's Ice-T. It's just not for me, dude. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Cube. Cube is better than T. Cube is a better actor than T. Yeah. No offense to T. Um. Anyway. Uh, all right. Let's get into our thing here, man. We commenced for 18 minutes. Let's jump into our... Yep. our uh, what's our uh, subject for today, my friend? It is... Uh, I guess we'll call it like acting do-overs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we're the movie, like we think the actor could take what they've learned and go back and actually do that movie better a second time. Mm. Whether or not you felt like, I I tried to find movies that were still kind of good overall and the actor's performance might elevate it to great. But there are some others who are like, it's, they would have really helped to make it better than it was, but it was never going to be super, super duper good. Yeah, type of. I, I tried to find a little bit of mix. I don't know how you did it. Me too. I, I kind of looked at the movies that were not that good, but the actor was good. It was okay or good in it, and exactly. then I, so they could have another shot at it, right? A do over. It may be in a better movie. This person performs even better with the role, or at least his performance or her performance would match up to what you get. You know what I'm saying? What you sure. get in a, in a better movie. So. That's basically it. What inspired us to do this one? I was as I was making lists, I totally forgot it's, if it. I think it was a question from one of the topic thunder. Yeah, was it? it was. I want to say it was Chris Lemke. Okay, and it comes out on this Thursday show. Okay, all right. So then we won't spoil it. We won't yeah, we won't. It. But it was just a, a different question, but it sparked this conversation. We we're like, hey, why don't we do this for a show? It's yeah, something different and interesting. Uh, so yeah, hopefully that's the case. Um. So acting do-overs. <clears throat> so now that you know how we nebulously defined this, and 
<laughs> You'll figure that out as we do the show. We went our separate ways and created individual lists. Show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece once we revealed our personal top ten list. We create the shows between the two of us. Uh, so I'll just jump right in it. Yeah, ten. let's do it. I took uh, Solo and Alden. What is it? Ehrenreich? Alden Ehrenreich, yeah. Because I watched Hail Caesar again in the interim. Right. Between and I've seen Solo more than once, but it's like he was one of my favorite parts of that. He is really excellent. I think this guy has the charm that you would need and everything else. Yeah, I just don't know that maybe his initial approach to it vibed with me. Let's put it yeah. that way. That's fair. Uh, and I think there's a good movie for me in there somewhere. Yeah, like make okay. a couple of different choices, maybe from the script side as well. But I think that guy genuinely has the chops yeah. to pull it off. I, I like the casting when they announced it. Um, because it's a tough role to fill. Whoa, I just lost John, but yet we are still going. Let's see if he jumps back in. Might have just clicked the wrong link. I don't know. Um, so if how did everybody enjoy Golden Ticket, the live final? That was a doozy, wasn't it? That was a doozy. Um, haven't heard it yet or seen it or experienced it because. It's coming up, but I'm. It was a dues. Uh, I'm not sure. There we go. He's back in the mix. Sorry, there have been these weird rolling internet things. Sorry about that. We're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah, you you uh, pixelated earlier, but you came back after like 15 seconds, so I yeah. just let it go. It's been weird. Uh, I think I might switch to business. Apparently, business uh, internet on Spectrum is a little bit more, but the quality is excellent. You get higher upload uh, speeds so and, and download speeds. So I'm like, all right. So maybe I'll explore that because it's it's starting to be a thing. But yeah, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yes, yeah, solo. I was not protesting your decision. <laughs> go ahead. No. Uh, well, right then I was talking about how amazing the golden ticket final was. Hey! <laughs> 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 eventually came clean on the fact of, listen, I know it was good. Uh, we haven't seen it yeah. or experienced it we, or anything we else. Know but <laughs> it, we know it was excellent. Yeah. Uh, Solo's a great choice, by the way. Solo's an excellent choice, man. Uh, yeah, I just think there's a lot of promise in there. It didn't work for me. I know others that defend it, and uh, God bless you. Yeah. I don't think it's the worst thing Star Wars has done. It's no. Good. Oh, my God, no. The, the the prequels are the worst. Well, I don't want to. Nah, I don't want to. Yeah, never mind. I don't think the really are the worst anymore. Yeah, what do you think is the worst? Oh, right. Yes, fair. Which will come up on this list, actually, so... We'll talk. Oh, about interesting. That. We'll talk okay. about that when we when we get to it for sure. Okay. Yeah, All yeah. right. Well, that was that was my my uh, ten. Cool. That's a good choice. All right. What's your nine? Uh, my number nine is Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of Crystal Skull. Oh. <laughs> and I am choosing these. That the reason I like those two movies are kind of flawed to me. That's why they're at the bottom. Right. 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 They're not as good. Just like, but I think uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh. So your answer is, oh, okay, so it's not Indiana Jones because we are going to get another one. It's Shia LaBeouf doing Mutt again. You think yep. he could do a better job with that. Oh, that's great. Look, okay. I think Harrison Ford, I don't know that he was as dialed in as maybe yeah. he should have been. Really? Kate Blanchett's choice was interesting. Mm -hmm. like a, a lot of, across the board. That's why it's number nine. Yeah. But LaBeouf showing up is on the waterfront. Threw me for, like, that for some reason was just a bridge too far in <laughs> The dude is a good actor. Yes, he is. He's yes, a he really is. good actor. Yeah. Go watch Fury. Go watch Peanut Butter uh, Falcon. Yeah. Go watch like the 
he has churned out some really uh, the tax collector. He's the best part of that. Not even mm-hmm. close. Um, mm-hmm. like I believe he's more Latino than some of the actual Latino actors, and I'm not exaggerating in the slightest. <laughs> it's, it's it's really impressive and i see why he didn't catch a lot of shit from people saying yeah. why is this dude doing it because it's like that he lived that that was honest listen latinos respect people who can play us really well like scarface no one's ever given al pacino any shit for that yeah he's not it's not a it's not a latino bone in that guy's or, body but he did so well with that and i know you know the gentleman's name the non-Latino uh, Maury actor in Training Day. That's yeah, Clifford Curtis. Clifford Curtis. He's great in Training Day. It's great in Training Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but because I've enjoyed LaBeouf so many times since then, and you see the range that he can bring. Yeah. Um. Now looking back even further, because I watched Crystal Skull during the pandemic to like fall asleep to. <laughs> it took like nine days to finish it. Jesus Christ. I would make it 10 minutes in and fall asleep. And then I pick up at 10 minutes the next night, another <laughs> eight minutes type of thing. Is it, it puts me to sleep, I'll say that. But there yeah. are a few scenes I really do like. I just hopefully they do make an indie five. I don't want that to be the last thing I see of the character. Oh, it's yeah. fine if it is, you know, it's not gonna denigrate my right. enjoyment of the series as a whole, but sure. I'd love I'd love one last romp with them. Anyway, that's my number nine. Okay. What's your eight? Uh, my no- uh, number eight is Ed Norton in the Italian Job. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I like that movie. I like him in the in the movie. So but do I. I. Yeah. But if he actually gave a shit while shooting it, think how much better that movie would be. That's why yeah. it's fucking eight. Yeah, yeah. He took the job because he was contractually obligated and he was forced to by whichever studio. I do not recall. It was. Mm-hmm the primal fear gig and he didn't like anything they were offering him. Finally, they said shit or get off the pot. And he had to take this fucking movie. Yeah. And he is, I mean, he's trying. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> but it's not my, f- it's like, dude, you're too good for this. When you compare what he does as worm in rounders to this, and you can see the difference. When he is dialed into playing a villainous character or a pseudo villainous character, yeah, American he, he can, yeah, American, yeah, sure, definitely. He can channel this menace and this dread. But in this film, he almost feels like you're right. He's along for the ride. He's smarmy. Collecting that paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. He's a yeah. smug asshole. And you're like, I don't really believe that this prick would have gotten to this unless he had a trust fund. Right. Right. Like, I'm just not buying it. Whereas yeah. Ed Norton is. He can pull off the intelligent and wicked simultaneously. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. It just, I think it's also the backstory of it all these years later and it mm-hmm. influences the way I view it. Right. Uh, but anyway, so that is my number eight. That's a great choice, man. I like that one. Uh, all right. So my number 10 is uh, Dustin Hoffman in Hook. Okay. Because because I don't like I don't think that's a good movie. I don't like that movie. I think it really is not as and I know a lot of people are probably listening, throwing their it. yeah they love it, throwing their computers it. at the wall or whatever. And just but yeah. for me, he's actually the best part of the movie, 
And this idea of an aging hook, this idea of an aged hook who's still still trying to hold on to his youth because to him, like he doesn't want, just like Peter, he doesn't want to grow up either. He wants to stay exactly the age that he's at, but he has grown up and he's got white hair, which you find out when the wig comes off. And he's, you see that he's just a sad man trying to hold on to his youth. Like those guys in their 50s still trying to fit into their high school jackets. And it's like, yeah, or Ed O'Neill and Married with Children, like talking about the big pass he threw in the big game. It's that kind of thing, the arrested development of it all. And I thought the movie didn't do him enough justice. So I would love to see him uh, do it one more time, especially now, now that he's so much more older. Could it be like the really aged Captain Hook, like sitting like King Conan sitting on his ship yeah. and Peter comes back? And Peter reawakens him again, like Joker in uh, Batman and Dark Knight Returns. You want a gritty re- reboot? Is what yeah, gritty reboot of Peter Pan. They've done every other fucking version of Peter Pan. That's you sucked. want? Why not a gritty version? You want Dark Knight? Yes, I want Dark Knight. I, I do. Think it you want Dark Knight? I, I think it's an interesting idea. I hadn't, I hadn't, uh, <laughs> I think viewed these movies through that prism of like. <laughs> There's a cool concept in there, and I'd recast this individual into that cool concept. Well, they're both stuck in a state of arrested development, right? And if you go with sure. the concept of Peter escaping Neverland to go live a real life and get married and have kids and what have you, why would Peter go back? What is it Peter's looking for? You know, as men, Matt, we know this, and other men who are listening, and women as well, I'm sure, as they get older, that you feel sometimes you feel like something's missing or you miss and you go back to the beginning or you go back in your past and go like, where is it that I went wrong? Or where is it that I'm missing? What is it? Where's the joy again? You go, yeah. you want to find the joy again. And the way Spielberg does it, because he always does it with a lighthearted touch. I think it'd be interesting to do a little more grittier, a little more uh, a real world resonant uh, in that approach. And I think Hoffman would be great if he would be allowed to do that kind of hook in this film. So yeah, just my two cents. It's a good call. <laughs> uh, all right. My number nine is obviously uh, George Clooney and Batman and Robin. Not sure if that's a punt, but. Uh, no, I think that movie okay. is no dog shit that there's no saving it. <laughs> Even if you that to me, it's just like, OK, I want him to go back and kind of like redo the same movie. But you bring you a better chops to it. That's what I'm saying. I, I think Clooney would get a do over. I think Clooney in better, a better director's hands. Okay. Uh, a better oh no no sorry I kind of say this correctly because Joel Schumacher is not a bad director he's obviously a damn good director I think in a better situation right because there was all this pressure from the WB executives to make Joel Schumacher direct a certain type of film so they could make their money Joel did it to get the bucks and then move on to do other things so you know rest in peace but like okay. if if another director got their hands again on a grittier Batman a darker Batman a more political Batman. That could be interesting because that's Clooney can play that in his sleep, as we saw with Ides of March and Good Night and Good Luck and any number of projects. Siriana, like those are great roles that he plays that explore the political side of things and the, mm-hmm. the gray areas of what's going on. It'd be kind of interesting if you have a detective uh, approach to this, as they say they're going to do with the new one, to have Clooney as this kind of, you know, detective exploring this as Batman, but then also kind of discovering the corruption in Gotham, discovering the gray areas, discovering all this stuff. I think that's more his wheelhouse than what we okay. saw in this, in this, uh, I don't know, this explosion of color that we got in Batman and Robin, which is a horrible movie. Yeah. So, yeah. We I'd definitely like came at this one it. in totally different mindsets. Yeah. Yeah. I just think you'd like to get another shot at this. So that's all. Uh, no, I'm talking about like the, the way we mm. evaluated our list. It's like, oh, okay. No, totally. I like everything that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. 
I just didn't recast and redo the story and et cetera, et cetera, uh, type of thing. Ah, okay. All right. Uh, uh, all right. Well, then my number eight, because I mean, you know, anyway, and my number eight then yeah. is uh, Kevin Costner in, uh, as White Earp, in White Earp. So. Okay. Yeah. Because I think the film itself doesn't do him justice. And as a consequence, his performance as White Earp is a bit ham-handed. And when you look at him in open range, you know there's a better White Earp that he can play Mm -hmm. in a better movie. So if we do this movie again, even with Lawrence Kasdan again, I think you don't make it almost three hours fucking long, first of all. And second of all, you really kind of pare down the story and focus on Costner not being caught up in his ego, which he was in this movie. And you bring more of what he brought to open range, which is this tortured soul who has killed and lied, which White Earp did uh, through his actual, if you go and read the actual history of White Earp, he pulled some pretty nefarious shit with his brothers at times and explore the actual legend. I think that's a better uh, role. And Costner, I think, would bring what he learned from White Earp into a better version of the White Earp that he would do that would resonate a little bit better and, and make it more of a classic film. Okay. Um, which is, I think, was Kasdan's intention, but didn't really, didn't really pull it off overall. I mean, not that I, I'll defend the film over Tombstone, that's for goddamn sure, but it's just not as great of a western as you want it to be. It, talking about Wyatt Earp, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I always found it kind of, I don't want to say dull. Mm, I think that's fair. A lot of people do. It's not quite dull, right? Um. Because if you're going to be dull, so to speak, if you're going to have the drawn out and all that, give me Assassination of Jesse James. Right. Because that's... that's vi- yeah. It's visually interesting. I'm engaged. The slow pace makes sense for yeah. this type of story. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Revisiting I, Wyatt Earp might be... Yeah, that sounds like an interesting idea. To see him do it again. Because uh-huh. clearly he's got the skills. And to see Kasdan do it again as well, because Kasdan did Silverado. And that's a fantastic Western, a vibrant Western, you know, bring that. And that's a long Western, too. I think it's two hours and 20. So bring that approach to White Earp with Costner's White Earp. I think that works. Um, all right. What's your seven? Good choice. Thank you, man. What's your seven? Uh, seven is uh, Thor 2. Can you imagine if Natalie Portman gave a shit in that movie? <laughs> Just gave a shit at all. In the slightest. Uh, so you're 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 picking people, actors who look like they didn't care about what they were doing, and sometimes like give them a chance. Oh, so so within the mix of the choices, is yes. That. Okay. Fair. Sometimes it's like, oh. why did you sign up for this? Do this over. Run yeah, this back. Yeah. Like, like you're too good for this. Right. Right. Uh. And on my side list, there's a bunch of those, but then like one in particular, and it's like, well, that individual was kind of known for doing that over and over and over again. So I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm going to. Oh, Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Bruce, it's tough to find a bad movie where he, him going back and doing it again would make any sense to me. It's just like, God, you, you don't really have a second take for this character is my guess. Right. And it is what it is. So be it. Yeah. Thinking of someone a little bit older uh, of a different era, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know if it'll make your list that individual. No, no. Okay. Um, I agree with you. Yeah. It was just like, it is the pattern of 
behavior for the individual. Whereas Natalie Portman, that's what blew me away when they announced she's coming back for yeah. the next Thor. It's like, you did not want to be there throughout that entire movie. And I, I like Thor Dark World. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I find it enjoyable, but it, they have zero chemistry. And, and I blame that all on her because that dude is nothing but charm and charisma. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go watch Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like, completely out of his element. If, if that isn't charm and humor, I mean, it's like Ryan Reynolds light. Yeah. 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 Uh, and to see just the utter and complete lack, whereas him and Tessa Thompson, men in black, not that good a movie, but they have good chemistry. We've seen it in Ragnarok and between mm-hmm. the two of them, you know, they can pull it off. So I'm happy to see that again, Portland, please bring that to the next one. Yeah. I hope you care, but if she had just been dialed in to a bunch of those, I think the movie would have elevated from most people. I would assume viewed as like a C to C minus. Yeah. It might elevate it to a B minus. Or even a God forbid a B. Yeah, maybe even a B, something like that. Whereas I, I think it's closer to C plus. Right. Personally, right. maybe a B minus, but C plus ish seems about right. And it could bump it up to maybe like a B plus. Oh, they care. There's a love story there. It makes perfect sense. As opposed to when she is rarely have ever spoken of again. She's like, probably for the best. This is good. Yeah. We should need yeah. to move in this direction. <laughs> could have been something. I mean, look at Deadpool. Amazing yeah. love story. Yeah. Both Indeed. actors cared. Uh, yeah, so that's my seven. That's a good choice. I mean, she's coming back to play her again. You imagine because they made her the central focus of the movie now as we're moving forward because she, yeah. she's going to be Jane Foster. She's going to have possibly the cancer and she's going to be carrying the, the the hammer and becoming Thor for a bit. So, you know, this is the movement. But I mean, uh, I don't know. It's not like Portman. I mean, it's, it's interesting because I mean, why take it if you're not going to be fully dialed in and you know why do it if you're not gonna be fully dialed in but in the end you know they brought her back taika's writing a cool script and we'll see if if she comes off with no chemistry again with hemsworth then at some point it's like well just she doesn't work in these movies and that's that you know we can move on from that but i know some people felt those characters are a bit underwritten i I totally respect that sure no perhaps although hers had the chance to actually be well formed whereas someone someone like paltrow who doesn't appear to give a, a shit that she's in these movies. She mm-hmm. still performs admirably in her scenes. She's got it's good true. chemistry with Robert Downey Jr. But afterwards, like I, I remember after Endgame came out, you know, all the stories and whatnot, mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow didn't realize that Sam Jackson was in any of the movies. Yeah. That was so funny when she said that. Yeah. Like, and it's just like, yeah, but she's still trying in the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll yeah. give her that. Like she may not care. That's her business. Right. It's like, you know, Harrison Ford not caring about Han Solo. I am I know it kills a lot of people on the inside, but he doesn't care. So there's nothing you can do to change that. When somebody asks him about a force ghost, I don't know what the fuck that is. And you're like, that's really on brand for him. I, I bet you he does, but he just doesn't want to talk about it. Of course not. He's like, yeah, exactly. So you can just go, I have no idea. Let's move guy on. Was, this guy was a carpenter. He's not going to be like, oh, force I, ghost. I know. <laughs> well, he could. Hey, who knows? I don't. Know. He, he is an actor deep down. You know, at yeah. the end of the day, true, true. He still loves Indiana Jones. That's true. Well, that's that's more of a tis. That seems yeah, and that seems more of a kind of like a hands-on guy. Yeah. You know, a guy's guy, so to speak. And, and Solo's that as well. But when you start dealing with like Force ghosts and Jedi and Sith exactly, and it's magical. That, that, yeah, it, it moves out of that element mm-hmm. of being just a people are flying. 
Yeah. And throwing Shit. objects around, you know, right. through symbiosis. And using the force to navigate through yeah, space. And controlling minds. And uh, it's like, there's a lot to digest. And if it's not your cup of tea, I get it. Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I hope she doesn't kill the next one. So yeah. What's um, six? My six is uh Jodie Foster and Nell. <laughs> <laughs> She's too fucking good. There's an Oscar movie somewhere in there. There really is. That thing was made to win an Oscar. And if she went back and be like, don't give me this <laughs> sabote, have to give me a different take. Just you've had the hindsight of now 20 some odd years to know that was a bad fucking choice. Oh, <laughs> make a different choice. You could win an Oscar. That's incredible. <laughs> That's a fucking do over. Run that back. Let's run that back. That's not good. <laughs> exactly. Run it back. Best two out of three. Let's go. That's <laughs> the fucking. She's even if you don't like her, oh. like an Elysium or something like that. It's like that was oh. she was on set for two weeks type of thing. You can't blame her for that. Yeah. But oh. when she's dialed in, man, she's fucking. She's always good. <laughs> and Nell is just one of those of I do not understand. Because yeah. at least I am Sam makes sense. Like I understand, I I get the choice he was made. Yeah. I don't particularly. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nell's was so. I don't know. Just give me another representation of Arrested Development when it comes to Oof. speech, because you've been living alone in the the instead of taking the lyrical childlike. <laughs> I would even take in more like Animal Grunts because she's had to interact and just. Oh, <gasps> like every once in a while when she gets upset because she doesn't have the words but she needs to tell someone to back off like that, that seems more believable than hey, but, hey, but, hey. all right why is baby talk the only thing she knows <laughs> I, so there's my six okay, I'm sorry. it's fine I haven't thought of that movie in such a long time dude <laughs> Oh, Nell. <laughs> exactly. Oh, good. Early stuff. Ne- Liam Neeson. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like, there's a good cast. It's, uh, anyway, uh, so that yeah. was my six. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my seven then is um, uh, Mark Strong as Sinestro in Green Lantern. Okay. All right. I thought he did a good job in the movie, but. I think you could do an even better job if they redid the movie with a new Green Lantern. I think okay. it'd be excellent, you know. And Martin Campbell is a damn good director. Uh, so this movie is one of those anomalies of his where he makes a, an occasionally occasional bad movie. Because um, I've really enjoy, I enjoyed his James Bond movie. I think it was Dying of the Day that he did. I enjoyed The Foreigner, okay. with the Jackie Chan one that was him. Sure. So he's done. I think he did the the Mask of Zorro as well, the Zorro film. So like he's done good action movies. He's done good movies. Taika Waititi's even in this movie. So I think Mark Strong as Sinestro is damn good and could be great. Uh, one of those villains everyone talks about in the DC universe mm-hmm. in a better in another movie if he had another run at it. I think he'd be more motivated to deliver an even better performance uh, against someone who is going toe to toe with him on the screen. So um, sure. that, movie, that movie's terrible, but he's he's good at it. Uh, yeah, I don't think that movie is that terrible. Wow, 
Well, no, going into it, because I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it when it came out on streaming mm-hmm. later on, and it was billed as the worst or one of the worst superhero movies. Yeah. So when you go in with the lowest of low expectations, you're like, I don't know. That that seems salvageable. There's a, something interesting over here. There's a, you know. Yeah. It's the worst of all times. Like, I, I've seen some real fucking clunkers. Mm. Like, to me, Batman and Robin is more egregious. It's a battle between those two, okay. in my opinion. It's a battle. Between yeah, them. we're not even including, like, Catwoman, I don't even consider. Oof. It's not okay. even a good movie, superhero movie. It's just a shit idea. Yeah. Poorly, poorly executed. I don't count that, or Daredevil, or... Oof, Daredevil, yeah. Or yeah, uh, the Electra. offshoot, Electra, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking dog shit, dog shit, those are worse to me. Yeah, there's nothing redeemable about those movies. No, it's, they're terrible. Yeah. I considered Colin Farrell for a little bit, because he plays was a kill shot in that movie. Yeah, but the movie's just yeah. It's yeah. everybody needs to be kind of recast in that. Yeah. Start Whereas I've just I'm just trying to find like one like yeah. they're better than this. Yeah. That was yeah, how I tried to do it. Although I do like yours of brought him back and then maybe slightly tweaked a little here, a little there, but yeah. roughly the same. It's like, okay, I like that too. Could make it better. Um, all right, then my number six is Olivia Wilde in Tron Legacy. Okay. Yeah, because I I think the movie is visually incredible. Sure. But I think Olivia Wilde's performance uh, is good, but I also think they don't give her much to play with because Garrett Hudlin is doing his mumblecore shit, and then you have Jeff Bridges doing Lebowski, uh, Mm -hmm. and then his uh, Clue, which is the Uncanny Valley character of his, it just feels so weird when you're watching it. Okay. And these like crazy um, things like Michael Sheen and the whole like playing the guitar. Like all of it is just, it's visually incredible to look at, but there's no soul to the movie. Sure. So I think if, and I think Olivia Wilde does what she can, but I think if you put her in a movie with a little bit more oomph, a little bit more depth, a little bit more of something to say, and then you tell Jeff, no. You're not doing Lebowski. That's not what Flynn would turn into um, because he's a cerebral guy, not a fucking hippie. Then you look at something else here. You can explore something. And I think Olivia Wilde's performance is gets even better if in, in that hmm. situation, you know, I don't think she mailed it in. Obviously I thought she was good, but I think she didn't bring what she can really bring to a role, sure. which I've seen before. And obviously she's a damn good director as well. A lot of people like that uh, film she did last year. And so, or, or two years ago. And so like, um, I would just like to see more book smart. So I would just like to see more uh, in, in that situation and the film to be better as well. For yeah. I think I would choose Garrett Hedlund first in that instance. Deliver better performance. I think he can. Better. I think he's you got do? it in him. Right. Yeah. You see Mudbound? I've not seen Mudbound, but I saw uh, uh, Inside Lewin Davis, and he bored me to tears in that small role he had. That fucking movie bored me to tears. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Matt, I don't know why people good. love that movie, dude. I, I, can't I don't get, either. Right? Like, people talk about it like it's some kind of modern classic. I'm like, what are you talking about? That movie's so it, fucking bored. It goes nowhere. It's, and it's, I don't know, it's so uncoen like. Right? Because even their like slice of life movies, it's there's still something. And the end of that, I was like, I don't. This is getting nominated or talked about. Yeah. Because it's the Coens. I've watched it two more times since I saw it in the theater. Because I'm just like, it's a Criterion collection. Like, am I missing something? 
I don't I've think watched you are. it and I'm like, no, there's nothing. It's really just so fucking boring. This is a guy yeah. who's a bum. He's a fucking bum who's an idealistic bum living off everybody mm-hmm. and not doing anything. And I don't mean bum as in like you know, the ter- derogatory term. I mean like as a he's a person who's literally bumming off other people to live and judging other people at the same time through some idea idealistic window mm. yet not you know turning that on to himself you know and so and then when he gets that opportunity with f murray abram you're like you don't even fucking earn this opportunity man you don't even deserve this opportunity and i'm glad he's he kind of like shuts you down so i don't know i just i, I don't get why people like this movie uh, as much. yeah i agree yeah. i agree um all right so that was my number six uh what's your number five man uh, my Cinco is, is, uh, Alexander with, <laughs> and I chose Colin Farrell. Okay. That's good. That's good. Because if you could take everything that he's learned yeah, in the interim from Alexander till now, he's been in so many movies that you and I both are huge, huge fans of. Yes. Yes. He's done a, a tremendous amount of work where much like any, you know, handsome individual on that level to show that they have depth and they're not just a pretty face. I know it's something they strive for. Mm-hmm. I would assume at least on the outside looking in. Right. Um, and he's proven that. And so to go back is, I don't, I don't know. I think the movie as a whole is flawed, but I don't think he could carry the weight of who Alexander was and the tremendous life that he lived in that short amount of time at yeah. the age he was when he made it. So if he can somehow take the knowledge that he's learned and Alexander was in his early 30s when he died. Colin Farrell's, I think, early mid-40s right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So by Hollywood math, he can still play 33. Uh, so you could pull off and maybe have to do a slight de-aging when he's younger and yeah. you know takes the throne and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, hopefully that doesn't get a little too creepy. <laughs> but... I don't know. I think there's a super interesting movie that could be done. And by your formula, it's like, oh, okay, go back in, cut down what you don't, you know, see as the flaws uh, from the previous and kind of streamline this and tell a, a different but slightly better story. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I, well, I want that movie to work every time I watch it. Yeah. And, and it, it just, really it's, yeah, it just misses the mark at a few different spots and be like, man, if he was, if he was what he is now, I think he could pull that off. Mm. But I don't know if I can blame him for the the movie not quite working for me. Yeah, Oliver Stone at some yeah. point. It's, like, it's just like, yeah. yeah. It's a law of diminishing returns with his career as he goes on, to be honest with you. So, yeah. yeah and even so, if you go back sometimes and watch the old ones, Matt, I, I don't feel their power like I used to, you know? It's no. I don't know. Platoon does diddly for me now. Yeah, man. Agreed. Like, I watched JFK, an hour of JFK the other day. I think it was like three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, and I was just like, man, I used to love this film. Like, I saw this film like six times. I never year. liked it. Really? Oh, man, I love it. Natural Born them. Killers, I'm still a fan of. Really? Oh, I can't stand it. Oh, God, I can't but, stand oh, uh, Yeah, but I could only watch it every, like, it's it's got to be a while in between. There's yeah, a lot in that movie. Though. Yeah, it's, it's a lot to digest. Yeah, yeah. But I still enjoy that. Last time I saw it, which was within the last five years. Mm, mm. Maybe I should revisit it. It's been a long, long time. Since I've seen, never was a Juliet Lewis Me fan either. after after Kate Fear. I really didn't enjoy her that much in any of the films that she was in. So yeah, um, I just was like, eh, about that about that one. 
But yeah, but I bought like the compendium with the JFK compendium with all those like, mm-hmm. like with his like t- his behind the scenes stuff. Like I just devoured it. And now I watch it. I'm like, oh, wow, this is not really not that good of a movie, you know. Uh, yeah. But Wall Street still holds. I'll, I'll always love Wall Street. That, that, yeah, I would cut work. all the Daryl Hannah stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Totally fair. So it doesn't fully work. Yeah. Well, maybe that that could be one. That could we could throw Wall Street on there. Daryl Hannah doing a better job in that movie. Um, I mean, because when you see her in freaking Kill Bill, she clearly can bring it when she's allowed to yeah, bring it. You know, I don't even think that aspect of the storyline needed to exist. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe it does. Well, she but, represents this, you know, the sexual indulgence of the rich. You know, true. he can essentially get a hot woman that he normally wouldn't get because he's got money. Um, at least that's the, you know, the the yeah, the, the trappings of the eighties. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, that was your five. Uh, that so was my, my five. My five is uh, Denzel Washington in, in Mo Better Blues. The Spike Lee film. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those films that, because you know, I'm, ja- I'm a jazz fan, and I, I, when they said mm-hmm. Spike Lee was going to do this film, and it's jazz, and it's Denzel, and it's Wesley Snipes. And I walked in, and I was like, oh, man, here we go. Give me this. Give me this. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, I don't know what Denzel is doing in this movie. I don't know what he's trying to create here, but it's not working. And I mm-hmm. think if I think if he had if he could do it again, I think it'd be a completely different thing. This was at the time when Denzel's like he's at, he's riding high, man. He is indulging his ego a little bit. He's certainly uh, great at what he does as an actor. So, and this is Spike just letting him go. Yeah. Um, and almost, you could almost argue it's a jazz of a performance, except it's a solo that kind of like goes off and doesn't connect back to the overall piece. And people don't, people begrudgingly clap at the end of the solo as opposed to like, yeah, that was great. That's yeah. what I feel like is how I feel about the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, I yeah. think, if, I think if you do it again and Spike too, if he directs it now with a little more, retrospect or a little more age on him uh, with Denzel performing. I think you get a way better performance from Denzel Washington and way more uh, poignant scenes uh, than, uh, than you think. Uh, same okay. thing with jungle fever. I feel like jungle fever. I think Wesley does a great job of jungle figure fever, but I think uh, spike doesn't direct the right movie around him and Annabella shore. I think they both are great, but spike, uh, I think spike indulges too much of his, I don't know too much of his, um, let me hammer the point. Uh, yeah, I've uh, never that one. It's it's fine, right? Right. Uh, anyway, for all you young filmmakers listening to us, this is the trap. Once you achieve success, or you get your first taste of it with your first movie, just in case anybody listens, becomes, do not indulge your. Uh, um, I don't know. Do not indulge your ego. You know, never forget that you're still hungry. Never forget that you're always one movie away from losing it all. So that will keep you working harder. You start to indulge your, you know, your fantasies or your fetishes or whatever. You're going to ruin the fucking movie. So that's my opinion. True. But the golden age of Scorsese, he was coked out of his mind. So there's uh, (laughs) different strokes for different folks, man. It works for some. It doesn't for others. Well, that's also why we got New York, New York. So like, don't do that. Yeah, it's inherent. It's inherent in the business. You're going to make clunkers if you do this on a long enough timeline. Nobody makes a perfect movie every time. True. It's true. 
even if you love the director, it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's a fair point. All right. So what's your four, my man? Uh, My number four is uh, Sally Fields and Lincoln. Oh, okay. I I love the movie. You know, I I love the movie. I know you do, man. And there's a reason Sally Fields has been beloved within American pop culture for now going on 50 years. And the her performance is so over the top. It's weird. It's like she's doing a stage play and they're doing a movie. Yeah. And it just doesn't fit to me. And this is me who's never acted ever in my life. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But just watching it, it was like, man, you're you're an excellent actress. Yeah. I've understood since a kid why, you know, why you were famous. It's like, I don't know. She, she just seems so nice. Uh, sometimes it makes sense. And then other times you see people on game shows from back in the day and like, who was this person? Right. Right. Uh, and she's like, I don't know. They did game shows a lot. They're like, wow, that's a subdivision of celebrity. Apparently. Um, it's true. Yeah, it is. But it's, I don't know, juxtaposed against, and there's even other over the top kind of, uh, uh, portrayals in there, but their parts are so much smaller. And I still feel like they're, they're performing in a movie and she's in a play. And that's mm-hmm. what it's always struck me as it's she's playing to a back row that can hear her just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just the over the top, you know, look at the people all lined up to see my husband because they love. And it's just this sing songy type of what was me. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's it, to some degree, the living embodiment of I've got the vapors. <laughs> it's not quite that Southern bell. But it's yeah, like the same, yeah. like uh, waving a fan in front of your face at all times type of, like, I don't, this doesn't exist in movies really anymore. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that is my four. <laughs> She's too fucking good. And I already love that movie. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with you. I think. Yeah. She's. She, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I still think I couldn't get past the age difference in the casting. And I'm not against, obviously, older women with younger men. It's, it's, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care about that stuff. But it is so obvious the age difference between them that it doesn't make sense, especially because Mary Todd wasn't significantly older than than Abraham. So it, to me, it's just like, oh, uh, all right, all right, all right. Um, Yeah, all right. So anyway, uh, then uh, my number four, oh, this is tough for me. I don't... I want to make sure I walk the line here correctly. Mm. Uh, is uh, Daisy Ridley in the sequel trilogy? And okay. hear me out. The reason I say that is not because she didn't do a good job. I thought she was the best. Po- I thought she was great in Force Awakens. But throughout the next two movies, they there's there's not that thing that you want to have. And I think the films betray her. I think both Ryan and JJ betray the potential of what this character can be in both of those films and instead focus on building up Kylo. And it is such a undercutting of Ray an undercutting of Daisy Ridley uh, that it infuriates the hell out of me when I watch those last two films. That's why I can't watch. I can't love the last Jedi or rise of Skywalker the way some people do 
I do claim that like the first 45 minutes of Last Jedi is, is terrible, but the rest of it is some of the best Star Wars I've ever seen. But it's not because of Daisy. It's not because of Daisy. Um, and same thing with the last one, right? It's so it's this, did we this see whole- the same movie? <laughs> I think so. What what first, do you like last first Jedi? 45 is bad? Just yeah. just the first 45? Oh, well, fair, fair. You can definitely have your issues with the rest of the movie i'm not gonna i'm not gonna mm, pretty much all of it i can i can find scenes the entire way through on that one and be like i don't like this no, <laughs> i don't like this. this and i don't like this. this doesn't make sense why is this happening <laughs> you set up this thing over here and the payoff seems weird oh i don't disagree with you on that man there's definitely a lot of issues with the movies but that's what i mean like if but if you had started to focus on the journey of ray Instead of caring about redeeming Kylo through those last two movies, then we would have had a completely different situation. Um, and I think that's what I feel so frustrated about when I watch these two last two movies, because I'm just like, she is an excellent, excellent character. Let's explore that. Let's explore her beginnings. Let's explore what's going on there. And Daisy does the best she can with what she's given, but she is so she's so capable of more that it frustrates you when you're watching it. So I love, because this is acting do-overs, I'd love to have her come back and do it again, uh, either in the same movies with a different director or the same director, so there's a cohesive storyline between the two films, uh, all three really, or to come back and do it for a new director and watch her kick ass in the role without having to worry about redeeming a petulant emo child, you know, which is what I think Kylo is, a petulant emo teenager. So I think it denigrates her and undercuts her performance and what she's trying to do. Cause she's just constantly, I mean, the, the rocks moment, all of that is just like, what, what are we doing here? You know? I, there's <clears throat> too many to count. True. Uh, all right. What's your, uh, number three, my man. Uh, my three is uh Beverly Hills cop three, Eddie Murphy. Oh, there's, yeah. One and two are both good, and I can watch them. They could exist independently of one another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I would still think it's just as good, much like Lethal Weapon. One and two could exist independently of one another. Yeah. And they'd still both be uh, successful. But the third Beverly Hills Cop, um, I don't know. He never looked like he cared. And yeah. I think it, re- it reflected in how weird and lazy the story felt, too. Mm. Um, I mean, basically, it's just like a Machiavelli and Walt Disney. <laughs> and before, it's like, what is going on? Whereas before, it's, you know, you had the uh, a serial robber that was going around, like a big high kind of stakes crime that killed or almost killed the police uh, captain. Yeah. And the second one, and in the first one, it's his friend that's dying. And in this one, it's like... What if Mickey Mouse's creator was evil and it's all the stupid characters? And I just think he took the paycheck and read the script and was like, whatever. And mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. It just, it was like the beginning of the decline of Eddie didn't seem like he wanted to show up to do movies anymore and just wanted the paycheck. Yeah. And there was like a few movies in a row, which is like, what is going on here? <laughs> you were, you know, you were the king. Yeah. And the king is falling. Um. So yeah, it's just I don't know. Yeah, I enjoy the first two so much, and the third one to me is not quite Godfather three, but I don't watch it. Oh man, it is it is bad, dude? And it the, is the humor is played terribly. I mean, just 
terribly, dude. And you're just like, what is what is happening here, man? What are you what are you what are you trying to create here? This makes no sense to it me. It doesn't. Yeah. Yes. You don't even have the full gang back together for this one. Right. Right. It's like it's an easy <sighs> thing to do. You it's Landis and him as well. But it's like Rocky Five. They brought back John G. Alvinson, who was the director of the first Rocky. Yeah. And it was just terrible. Absolutely terrible. So yeah. I don't know. So I want to see Eddie come back. Hopefully coming to America. Yeah. Have you seen the trailers? What do you think about it? They just dropped the second trailer. I saw the first one. Okay. 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 Yeah. I'll be intrigued if they can pull this off. I don't know if this is a premise that you can revisit. Not to say that Eddie couldn't do the work or, but it's him and Arsenio. And we haven't seen Arsenio in much in forever. It's true. And he looks the same. He looks like he hasn't fucking aged. Yeah, I know. I know. Black doesn't crack, but god damn! Like seriously, mm-hmm. I just was shocked at how good he looks, man. Eddie looks older than he does. Well, I think. I mean, Eddie is older than him by a few years. Is it? All right. All right. But Arsenio is much lankier. Right. 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 So Eddie's starting to carry the old man skinny kind of look. <laughs> yeah. That skinny fat look. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like you, you can still tell he's in shape, but it's an old guy. Like you're going to put on weight regardless. It's one yeah. thing that we both have to come to terms with. It's like inevitably <sighs> I, my metabolism is slowing down as it slowly crawls to death. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just as I'm going to have to work twice as hard now. <laughs> Thanks, pal. Thanks. Thank exactly. You. I thought we were in this together. And apparently, like, you're in it for, you know, a while. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, truth, truth. (laughs) Uh, So that's my three. All right. Sorry. My three is uh, Amelia Clark in uh, Terminator Genesis. Uh, I think she's capable of better. And that film really doesn't do her justice. And her performance is not that good in the film. And I like her in <laughs> Game of Thrones. I think she's incredible in Game she of is, Thrones. Find and, me a movie she's been incredible in that I've seen. Problem. That I've and, seen. But- yeah, right. And that's the issue. So what is happening when we're transferring from TV into movies? What is the issue that we're getting wrong? Even though I like Last Christmas, I know I'm one of five people that likes that movie. Yeah. But like, I don't understand what is happening in the transition here. And I think she was a great choice for Sarah Connor because she's fucking Daenerys in Game of Thrones. It's a great choice. Mm-hmm. And somehow that film and Jai Courtney is not good in the film either. No offense to Jai Courtney, I think who I really like. But like the whole film itself is just like, what the fuck? And I think if she had another run at it with maybe another director making that film, I think she's would be stellar in that movie. We're in our third Terminator uh, installment in the franchise with her taking sure. over as Sarah Connor, even though, and I will defend it. I saw it again the other night on Amazon prime mm-hmm. Terminator. Dark fate is a goddamn good movie. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't give a fuck what anyone else says. I like that movie a yeah. lot. And I enjoy Schwarzenegger. That's the only time I've enjoyed him in a Terminator film since Terminator two. So, um, I just, uh, I, I, I like that. Movie. So it's never going to get a sequel, but I like it. Yeah. So do I. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, 
I don't know if that movie is salvageable because the plot is also. It's like they had that uh, Matt Smith storyline that they apparently, I mean, cl- yeah. clearly cut, just yeah. straight up cut. Right, right. And Lucas doesn't really pay off for me as a villain. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a lot to work on in that movie to me. <laughs> but yeah, I just think, but I think her performance, you know, we're talking about do-overs. I'd like to have her, I would have loved sure. to have her do a do-over as Sarah Connor because um, I think she'd have brought the fire and the thunder and uh, in a better situation. So that's why it's my number three. Yeah, All it's, right, not which, a, it's not a bad way to look at it. My deuce. Yeah, which deuce. Is uh, Lay Miz with Russell Crowe. <laughs> that was in contention for me. I had it on the side list and I was like, would it be a better performance? Even if he had another shot at it, he's enough to not change it. That's why I don't know if I'd give him credit that he would do it. He enough. is. But I mean, I think any actor that's been 20 years now, an A-lister, True. you're going to be arrogant. And he's also been humbled because the highs haven't been the same as they were the previous 10 years. Yeah. 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 Good point. Uh, and I have nothing against Russ Crow. I think he's, you know, an f- excellent actor. Yes. It's, he, I mean, he takes you out of every scene he's in, and he's got the presence mm-hmm. to play the character. He can pull off the demeanor. He executes the lines when it just the interactions, and he's got the intimidating just stare where you, you, you know, you feel the respect that he commands. Yep. Uh, and he's got a great chemistry with Hugh Jackman and uh, fits the mold of everything I'm looking for. It's just the singing is so off at times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's 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 Sorry. jarring because everybody else is so really good. Yeah. 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 Um, I hadn't seen Hugh Jackman sing before, but I knew that he had musical theater background. Yes. So I, I wasn't shocked by that. But Anne Hathaway, I didn't know could sing that well. Mm. Right. She sang really, really well. In the yeah. Movie, and sure. uh, what, Amanda Seafried? Yes. Yeah. Didn't know she could sing. And Eddie Redmayne, um, I knew of at that time. I'd seen a couple of things he was in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, this dude could sing. This dude's got range. Right. It's like uh, across the board, surprise when I've been it's filled with actors. But I'm sure that they plucked out of, mm-hmm. oh, he's in the touring company of this and he's really good or she is really good or whatever the case is. Right. But, oh, man. And I like the movie a lot. I think it's very successful. I think it could be flat out, you know, maybe my favorite musical. Wow. In the discussion, I don't watch a lot of musicals, so I don't have yeah. much to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're talking about technically Hamilton, I guess. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Yes. Winnie Todd. Yeah. Um, and a couple others, but I don't really watch all that many. Mm-hmm. So that's my yeah. deuce. I love musicals, movie musicals, but like I couldn't stand that movie, man. The the they sang the whole movie. It just kind of lame is. Yeah, it just doesn't work for me. Like have a conversation without song for God's sakes, and just for me. I don't. Know, I guess the play is that way. I've never seen the the stage musical, so yet um, it's three hours long. Uh, but I have. I, it's good. Yeah, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. So. Uh, maybe that's a be- maybe that's the way into this musical. I do like some of the songs. I mean, I Dreamed a Dream is a fantastic song, um, but like, I just I didn't like the movie at all. And I and he was terrible. He claims that yes. he didn't know that they were using 
the recordings on set. Well, that's right. I forgot about that. As the actual recordings. And everyone's like, that's bullshit. Like everyone else fucking knew. And somehow you don't yeah. tell your, your arguably your second co-lead that his songs that he sings are what they're going to use in the movie. The audio on set as he's doing the role. Yeah. You bullshit. have to know beforehand. Yeah. It's bullshit. No agent or manager at that level worth their salt would fuck over the client like that. Would allow that to happen. So no yeah. director. Yeah, true. No director. Absolutely. Because you're gonna want to work with other A-list actors again. So if they mm-hmm. find out it's like he kind of threw me under the bus on this, then everybody else will be like, Well, you know, fuck them. Yeah. Um, but not maybe not everybody else, because Jackman and Hathaway will glow, you know, sing his praises. But yeah, what if he wanted to go out and get somebody else that is atypical and you don't anticipate to be in a musical like that? Yeah, yeah. Um for some reason, Bruce Willis was the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's also been in bands, you know, Oof. at least Russell was the lead singer. He was. Know. He was. Yeah. I don't know if Bruce ever went in for the actual lead singing. I think uh, he was of his own band. Bru- the Bruno, whatever that bull- he released that album, that CD or whatever, return of Bruno or whatever, where he was the lead of the band. He was like, what the fuck is going on here, man? Yeah. Once again, hubris, hubris. Um, <clears throat> Right, that's my deuce. Yeah, but there's a great... Uh, Russell can sing. There's a great black and white video that was released right at the beginning of COVID last year where he sang with this other uh, Broadway actor a song, the back mm-hmm. and forth, and I was like, why didn't you fucking do that in the movie? Because that was excellent. And I retweeted it on my Twitter. Like, This is what we should have gotten from uh, Javert, I think his name is, so... All right, anyway, um, that's your two. So then my two is a bit mm-hmm. of a cheat. So if you make me choose one, I can choose one if you need me to. But okay. my choice is Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx in Miami Vice. I put Colin Farrell. Down. It's on my side list. Ah, yeah. Colin Farrell from Miami Vice. Because All right, so I can go with that. I can go with just Colin. I don't care. Yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. Because, like, Colin is, a, as we said earlier, Matt, on one of your choices, is a goddamn good actor. But you can tell in this movie, he wants to fuck up Jamie Foxx the whole time he's on screen with him. Like, he wants to undercut him. He doesn't want to have chemistry with him. Those two are constantly dick measuring the whole time as they're performing. And it is super frustrating. Because I think Michael Mann directed a goddamn good movie. It's just these two guys apparently had chemistry issues. And it is so evident when you're watching it, uh, watching the movie, that they both do not like working together and they're both trying to one-up the other in quote-unquote badassery uh, with their looks and their mumbles and their you know eyes, everything's so super intense. And I think if, if Colin Farrell had another shot at playing Sonny Crockett again, yeah. we'd be, again, like I said, we'd be maybe in our third or fourth installment of a Miami Vice movie. Um, if he and Jamie Foxx had chemistry or, or actually liked each other as well, uh, it would be interesting because Colin doesn't strike me as an as an asshole kind of guy. I could kind of see Jamie Foxx be a bit of an a-hole. So I, I, there's something there that happened between them. Sure. Evidence. So I think Colin had another shot at this. He'd kill it because I like the movie despite their issues. I like the movie. Uh, yeah, I don't like the movie. And I think- <laughs> That's why I kept it off. I was like, I don't, I don't know, maybe, but I think you'd have to recast Jamie Foxx. I was trying to just be like, mm-hmm. you, one individual come back, and every everything else maybe stays the same. But that's why I couldn't. It's like, 
is is he I, I don't know mm. it just felt so weird now seeing all the other stuff that he's done of you never yeah. really made cool guy movies yeah yeah and even though you are ostensibly cool guy yeah he can play it he can yeah but you never really played it on uh, in movies yeah um I just, maybe i wasn't used to it i don't know i just didn't enjoy it it's a good question. Know. Has he ever been a cool guy in a movie? Huh? Just a straight cool guy? No. I mean, technically, you say like seven psychopaths because he lives in Hollywood and he wants to be a writer. Right. Uh, so, you know, he's a struggling screenwriter. Mm. But he doesn't, it's not really, he's the coolest guy. He's, he's, I haven't made it Hollywood cool. Right, 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 right. Um, Even in The Gentleman, he's playing, he's a cool character, but he's not a cool guy necessarily. I never saw Widows. Did you ever see Widows? Is he good and is he a cool guy in that? Well, yeah, Widows isn't about that, so no. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, makes sense. Oh, he tried to be a cool guy in Total Recall. That didn't really work. I guess. Uh, yeah, I think you might be right here. Yeah, he hasn't really played a a cool guy. The New World is tortured. SWAT, maybe SWAT. Mm, I don't recall. Oh, Bullseye is what he was in Daredevil. Sorry for anyone thinks I said for anyone when I said kill shot. Sorry, guys. Um. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um. Okay. So that was what your two, my two. So it's, we're up to your one. What's your yeah, one? Yeah, my one is what sparked this discussion in the first place. So I just threw it at number one, which is Venom. Tom Hardy. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, not my one, but okay. Yeah, I just don't. In no way do I buy him as an investigative journalist. It's just weird from Tom Hardy, where there's not a single thing that I can think of that I've seen him in that I didn't like. Yeah. Or at least understand the decision that he made to portray that character. Whereas Eddie Brock in this, it just makes sense to me. Once he morphs into Venom, that kind of attitude makes sense. Yeah. But as a, you know, quasi-famous investigative underground journalist that the public knows about, you know, uh, like a, a, a gritty Michael Moore type of thing where he's exposing i couldn't think of another morgan uh, morgan spurlock like sure the random individual from that genre's name that you know yeah uh what are you telling me uh what are you what are you trying to tell me here yeah it's bad yeah it is and it just it just seems like a weird choice and he's an excellent actor and the reason yeah. it was how we got this conversation started so i was like ah, i'll just throw that at number one it's, it works for me yeah, that's so, fair. Totally. We talk fair. about that more on Thursday's Topic Thunder. So tune in <laughs> to Topic Thunder all Thursday. Well, I, I kept it off the list because he's going to do another one. So he's going to get a shot at playing the character again. So I didn't keep it on the list for that reason, but totally get it. If he could go back, I'd be, I would vote for him to go back and do Venom again, that particular movie, Venom, the first Venom, and see if he can come up with something better than what mm. he came up with for Eddie Brock. Because you're right, he does. You don't think he's an investigative journalist no. at all. He looks like a cub a reporter. Yeah, meathead. He looks like a cub reporter on a on on the New York Post, who's like tenth in line to get a story. He does not radiate this guy who no. seems intelligent or seems uh, able to handle the situation. And when Venom takes a hold of him, he's like he's just so scared the whole time. You just don't buy that necessarily. Yeah, uh, not at all. Yeah, I agree. That's a great point, actually. Um. Okay. So then my number one is uh, Mickey Rourke in Iron Man 2. It's on my side list. I thought yeah. about it. I thought about it. <clears throat> I mean, that is just... Uh, the movie is not bad, by the way. It's just 
him is like you're coming off the wrestler and what you see here ladies and gentlemen in with is a, once again an actor who indulges his impulses and you don't have a director who's like don't fucking do that you know i almost put yeah. john malkovich on this list for rounders but i just it's such an iconic performance i kind of like it yeah exactly you can't take it off it's so good yeah but like in this situation he is trying to make a memorable character but he's indulging these impulses that make it cheesy. And I think maybe Mickey's like, oh, it's a comic book movie. I don't have to really, you know, sure. fought, plumb the depths of this thing. And it's like, no, if you brought that wrestler mentality to this character. That's why I they think, hired you. Yeah, exactly. And I think you'd have, you'd have been incredible in this movie and maybe even been the reason why people liked this movie or salvaged the movie in a way. Because a lot of people don't like Iron Man 2 at all. Um, and that would have been exciting for you to do would have kept going this renaissance of your career because mm-hmm. people forget when mickey first started mickey was doing some great fucking work it wasn't until the 90s that he started falling off and then sure. indulging in a lot of shit off off camera um and so it could have been a great another renaissance but of course now he's forgotten and he's back to doing straight to dvd movies and it's a fucking shame because he's a goddamn talented actor he, he'll get another shot yeah maybe he maybe. will because inevitably he'll become even more like older and grizzled and he'll get some sort of something or other. I mean, you watch the, I watched the wrestler again, like a month ago and you watch it and then you watch this and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Dude? Like, just yeah. that, you know? I just don't go back to watch two or three. Yeah. 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 I don't. So it's like, that's why I left it off. I was like, I don't really care. There's so many others within <laughs> that universe. I don't care. Mm, Although fair. that being said, do I really care about Nell? No, but I just, there's, <laughs> It's a good choice, though. She's too fucking good. It's like, what are we doing here? Uh, Anyway, whereas I can understand what he would. I understood. Not uh, the choices he made. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it wasn't so illogical, right? It might have worked, but it didn't. It's part of an overall kind of forgettable movie to me. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there's our uh, separate top 10 lists of the actors who should get a do-over and actresses who should get a do-over here. Uh, we're going to compile this. Let's we had nothing in common. So this is one of those rare moments where I think we'll just go down the line and uh, have little mini debates or coin flips to figure this out. Quickly. Well, why don't we just do this? We'll do that for one. And then okay. whoever, uh, yeah, yeah, whoever lost. Then their two gets the higher precedent. That works. That and then works we'll go me. back and flip, and the other person gets a three. So if you yeah. want to flip on the yeah. first one, I'm fine, and that'll just okay. set chains in the motion. All right. Here we go. Flipping now. All right. So it's Iron Man 2. Oh, a rare win. A rare win. Keep singing that tune. <laughs> uh, I'm party. What's your two? Uh, Colin Farrell and Jamie. Well, let's just say Colin Farrell and Miami Vice. We'll leave Jamie Fox out of it. Rosin up the bow on these bongos. Shout out to Jonathan Goldeneyes, who's still listening to this. These bongos. Thank you. All right. So then my deuce would be Oh, they is. Okay. Three, which is Eddie Murphy. Okay. Uh, Amelia Clark in Terminator Genesis. Uh, 
points. So what's your four? Uh, my four is uh, Daisy Ridley in the sequel trilogy. All right. So I have Sally Field and Lincoln. Um, my four to the five would be well, Colin Farrell twice on this list. Ooh, all right. Alexander. Unless you want to move someone else up to take that slots up to you. All right, let's do, yeah, let's do that since he's already okay. been on here once. Uh, the next one was Jodie Foster and Nell. <laughs> she made the list. <laughs> all right, so what's your five? Uh, Denzel in Mo Better Blues. All right, good to go. Cool. All right, here we go. The top 10 acting do-overs, yeah. At number 10. Denzel Washington and Mo Better Blues. At number nine. Jodie Foster and Nell. At number eight. Sally Fields and Lincoln. At number seven. Daisy Ridley in the sequel trilogy. At number six. Amelia Clark, Terminator Genesis. At number five. Eddie Murphy and Beverly Hills Cop 3. At number four. Russell Crowe for Les Mis. At number three. Colin Farrell, Miami Vice. At number two. Tom Hardy, Venom. And our number one acting do-over is... Mickey Rourke for Iron Man 2. Uh, There it is. Gotta love it. it. There it is. There's the show. Um, (laughs) We we hope you enjoyed the live golden ticket. The next live show we have coming up is going to be the main show. It's for patrons only at the $10 and above tier. So... um, if you haven't joined, and by this point, by the time you hear it, uh, you can join for next month's. And we're going to, so long as this first one goes well, we're going to start trying to do two a month. Yeah. Um, so you can be a part and watch those shows over the, uh, with us there. And you can also participate in, in Topic Thunder and everything else that we do. And our thanks to everybody that supports us over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. You can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost and uh, check out Settle the Score or Dropping Dimes if you're into basketball. There you go. Uh, follow me at the Roka says on Twitter and on Instagram. Don't forget, we got our YouTube channel as well. That's where you hopefully you saw the uh, the uh, final of a uh, golden ticket. Uh, if not, go and subscribe to that as well. And then, uh, um, yeah, all the stuff I've got going on. Just follow me at the Roka says on Twitter and on Instagram. If you want to come to my YouTube, it's YouTube.com slash John Roka says we just crossed 15,400 subscribers. So marching forward. So please give it some love. Give it some likes and uh, come and see some WandaVision reviews as well on the channel. All right. Much love to everybody. Thank you all so much for being a part of the top 10. And uh, we will talk to you next time on another brand new episode just for you. Ooh.